delivered from being shallow, we may be delivered from being silly, we may be delivered uh, uh, from all that is flesh and blood, so that we can enter into the joy of our Master. Psalm 1, chapter 1. Let's start through going through this. Psalm 1, chapter 1, verse 2. Tom and Jerry. You want Tom and Jerry? Whoa! I will see it. It's such a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> He's run away for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we were getting worried. No, I come around, but I don't find him here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, blessed is the man who does not walk in the council of the wicked.
then when they talk of everlasting life, they are not they are not talking of when you die and you're buried. They are talking of our experience now in the world. Yes. Many Christians are going to heaven, but they are living in hell right now. They are perishing. So they live in something like nothingness. Nothingness really. Because we're living at such a stuff. Don't be like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we go back to verse 1. Uh, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Jesus did that for us. Okay? Jesus did not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Jesus did not stand in the path of what? Sinners. Sinners are those who have the identity of lawbreakers. Okay? Law what? Lawbreakers. It's an identity. It's not just a, 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 play of, a place of... It's not just doing sinful deeds and actions. Eh? Yeah. It's a place uh, whereby... Uh, uh, the deeds of the law we are under what should they short of words it's where uh, we have uh, an identity of being lawbreakers so he did not stand in the path of lawbreakers nor sit in the seat of scornful so he becomes our righteousness then he also becomes our holiness So, blessed is the man who is in Christ. Okay? That is verse 1. Blessed is the man who is in what? Who is in Christ. Can I ask a question? So, when he spends time in the company of sinners, uh, how do you differentiate that from stands in the path of sinners? Because sometimes, with, most times with the prostitutes, he was with the... Uh, mm. Yeah. Actually, they, he did not catch their sinfulness, but you find that they caught his holiness. Mm. Isn't that possible? That is what is possible. That in the new covenant, people we do not catch people's sin. Instead, they catch our holiness. It is that strong. Whereas people are worried if we have someone who is working on an air flight. They will serve whiskey and end up drinking whiskey. <laughs> and they will, will sleep a little. And they will fall. Eh? And so you'll find the pastor saying, don't work there. And yet the pastor is not going to give them daily. Eh? But uh, actually, no. They, they, we, they need to know that our holiness, the holiness that is in Christ, is so strong that it... it it, it is seen is overwhelmed by it. Eh? Mm. Yeah. That's why they say that the ungodly husband, the husband who's not born again, is sanctified by the believing wife. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. No. Just sanctified in the sense mm. that his his kind is separated from evil. Mm. Oh. And he enjoys the, the he's, he's enjoys the benefits 
He enjoys the benefits, which he could not have enjoyed otherwise. But he's not saved. He's not saved. But he's, he can enjoy he can enjoy the benefits of the godly spouse. That's who works in the council of the ungodly? Mm. Does it mean that the action of not walking is what makes him blessed? Or does it mean that the action of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ, is what makes this person blessed? Because exactly. Mm. Now, what you're saying is true, very true. Because you see, uh, without the New Testament, Mm-hmm. We can read the old and strive. Mm-hmm. Because the old reveals Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old reveals Christ. So here is a new community set up with a new leadership helping the old community not to read this book in self righteous eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can you can read the old Huh? And you come out very self-righteous. Mm-hmm. And another one reads the old and he comes out very blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because he sees what is in the old has been fulfilled. So he's the one who walks not in the council of the ungodly. So he, he's the one who does not stand in the path of sinners. He's the one who does not sit in the seat of the scornful. And he gives this as a gift to you. Yeah, I, I see the counsel of the ungodly is, is, is one way of looking at it, is that you, you're taking advice from ungodly people. To mm. Like, you're offered a very good job, but you've got to pay a bar of bribe of 10 million to get it. Mm. And that, that would be walking the ways of ungodly people. Yeah. Mm. But I think the moment you make that decision, mm. you should have gone back to looking to yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That, that's the time when you're really not looking to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the time you think that I must stand in for myself. That's when you're self-sufficient. Yes. yes. You see, when, when we look at the Bible, and, and it ends at the feet of man, then it becomes a curse. <laughs> when you look at the Bible, and it ends at the feet of Christ, it becomes a blessing for us. To wait for Him to make something that he has written in the scriptures true in our life. So this is the second half of the Old Testament. The first half also ends with the meditation in the Word. And uh, here we see, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So in the New Testament, we have Christ as the replacement of the law. Mm. Not so. Yes. But his delight is in Christ. Mm. And in Christ he meditates day and night. So you see, our relationship with Christ, then from it they say you you'll be like a tree. Now this one, the Holy Spirit describes what the Christian's life should be like. This is what he describes it. It he says that uh, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Okay? So, uh, you see, like, you, see, you have a source. You're not your own source. Yeah, yeah that's what 
That's what happens. You be, this is what the Holy Spirit wants you to be like. He wants you to be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. And whose, 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 whose leaf does not wither. Uh, uh, and, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall do what? Prosper. So I want to jump also to this is this comes out of relationship. You know some people don't want to invest in relationship. They think things should come mechanically. Things should not should should not come. Should not come what? What is this one? That guy. So, um, you can scroll for me. You can scroll for me a little. He said, uh, "We're going to." Um, which book are we going to? Do do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Okay? That is in Joshua. All of you know that in Joshua. Joshua 1 and 10. So it is, it is talking of uh, I pray the Lord gives you further insight uh, in, in this verse which we have not studied here. And uh, we shall read back and forth. Joshua actually wrote that. There's only five books in the Bible, isn't there? There's only the five books. We were actually meditating on these five books. Yeah, five books. So, uh, and, and they say these five books speak of who? The person. Yes, they speak of the person. Christianity has creeds, but it's not a creed. It has doctrines, but it's not a what? It's not a doctrine. It has rituals, but it's not a what? A ritual. Christianity is about the person, Jesus Christ. And that brings a very problem. The problem is, which is an advantage, is Christ has to be revealed by the Holy Spirit to our hearts. The beauty of Christ has to be revealed to our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. All, not some, eh? All in it. For then, that's first, for then. For then you will what? Make your way prosperous. So making our prosperous is a byproduct of something. Mm. Hmm? It doesn't come when they lay hands on you, when they, when they pray for you, when a mighty man of God comes to town and speaks a prophecy over you. It doesn't come by giving millions to someone. It doesn't come by giving. It doesn't come that way. Eh? He says, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. 
Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Okay? For the Lord, your God, is with you forever. You go. Then there's another verse which says, Who art thou? I don't know if you can search it on Google. Who art thou that you should be? Who art thou that you should be afraid? Who art thou? It is in Isaiah. Yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah. Let's see. You see that, that last verse again. Yeah, if you want verse 12, you go to it. Yeah, if you get it, exactly. Isaiah 51 verse 12. 51 verse 12. Hey. It says, yeah, I even I am he who comforts you. Who are you? Who are you that you should be afraid of man who will die? <laughs> of man and of the son of man who will be made like grass. Who is eating dirty? Who is eating dirty? Sydney is eating dirty. Okay. Uh, not eating dirty. I, even I, am he who, comfort, who comforts you. So, uh, fear is, is pride. Mm. It is a relying on yourself. Mm. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you? Let's take a solitary reminder. Mm. Who are you that you should be afraid? Eh? <laughs> who are you? That you should be what? Afraid. Afraid of a man who will die. And of the son of man who will be made crushed. And you forget the Lord, your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. Okay? You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. And where? And where is the fury of the oppressor? Okay? So we shall do what? Um, we, um, we shall stop there. I just wanted to go there a bit. I just wanted to dwell on this word, uh, meditate, and instruction. So, uh, Have you noticed the word delight in the word? Uh, read uh, Psalm 119, verse 77. Psalm Let your tender mercies do what? Come to me. Come to me. That what? Let's first think about that. Our problem is what? Living. Living. So how do we live? Do we act 
on ourselves or is or we are acted upon. You see, the difference between Christianity and other religions is in other religions, in Christianity, you are acted upon. If you are not acted upon, you cannot live. This is something that is sustained in the whole entire Old Testament. That let your what? Let, I pray, your merciful kindness be my comfort according to your word to your servant. See, verse 76. Uh, and then it says, Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live, for your love is my delight. So you see, you see how it happens, how we live. He was not living, and he knew uh, that uh, the way he was supposed to live was if God really acted upon him. So we should really wait for the action of the Lord. So we wait for it. And even it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. Some people forfeit the grace that should have been there. Like Noah. Yeah? Noah verse 2. It's Jonah. Jonah in verse chapter 2 verse 8. Genesis chapter 2 verse to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I'll pay what I have found. Then he says salvation is what? Is of 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 the Lord. Okay? And um, I wanted to go back to that I will sacrifice to you with the voice of what? Thanksgiving. Some guy was asking there was a certain uh, I was listening to a certain teacher who asked a friend what what is some, what should I do so that uh, God, God can move? God can move in my life. Eh? And, and do you know what the person said? He said that start giving thanks. Start giving thanks, especially for your position in Christ. Yeah. So, but I will sacrifice to you. The, you see. We, we regard, we acknowledge so much our circumstances. Mm. Then, uh, then we do not give thanks. thanks yes. mm. So verse 7 says, When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you, into your holy temple. Okay? It's inside the belly. Yes, it's in the belly. He said that then inside the belly, when things are so bad, he says that those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Is it possible that we forsake our own mercy? Looks like most times we forsake. The, the other version say, you click on V. Lying vanities. Lying vanities. And I say, those who claim 
Those who cling to worthless idols, turn away from God's love for them. Turn away from what? God's yeah, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake the hope of steadfast love. Those who change worthless idols abandon their faithful love. Now, we have an inherent problem. eh? The inherent problem we have is that we seem not... The first portion of the verse, we fail to forsake. And natural hearts have a tendency to do what? To to cling, to cling to them. And it seems like the Holy Spirit is giving us a way out. The way out is not redoubling your efforts. It's, it's giving thanks. <laughs> hmm? mm. It's to give thanks. Thank you, Lord. So, so lying vanities and worthless idols, it, is, mm. it, can, it can mean different things. Because I, I think there's a lot of people in church actually tied up in lying vanities. That's true. Because they believe in things that aren't really true. They're looking to try and get something with God in a wrong way. Like giving the man of God a lot of money or getting an, that's into that's anointing. That's what is being preached. Yeah. <coughs> and to think it's forsaken your God must be to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's what is being preached and you see people clinging to. I mean, there's a sad story. I, I, you may have saw it on the group, but where some woman I heard of, her mum was in hospital and she couldn't find a million for a month. She gave twenty million dollars. She gave she gave money to Elvis. But at the same time couldn't buy money for a man that was in hospital. So it's just crazy stuff. He's supposed to take care of his family first. You can go back to Psalm 119, verse 34. Psalm 119, verse 34. Product or something. If the understanding doesn't come, potea. You get it, eh? Potea. Even the old, somebody understands that he can't pull off anything. Now go to 77. No. Uh huh. Verse 37. Look at this. Is it? Is this passivity? Yeah, no. Verse 36 says, Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we better not. I can see your eyes are picking out. <laughs> we better not tell people that's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you, get, you see the antithesis, eh? Yeah. You see the antithesis, eh? 
Yeah, and then he says, make me walk. You guys, you, are we passive in this thing? You see, some people say, I teach passivity. That there is nothing we do. But look at, at the Bible, what he's saying. Make me, make me walk along the path of your command. For that is where my happiness is, is found. Where is happiness found? Yeah, but then we have a certain bent, so that bent can only be overcome by Him. Make me walk. That's a prayer, isn't it? So it is a, oh, yes, yeah, it's, like yes. God, you, it's only you can do it for me. I can't do it myself. Yes, then he goes to verse 37 and he says, Sit, sit down. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, okay, turn, turn around. Let's turn around. Mm-hmm. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Okay, okay. It's like in us. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You see, who does the turning of your eyes from one place? It's the Lord. Turn my eyes. These should be our prayers. Because yes. you cannot pull off this. Yes. Yeah. That's why we stay in bondage for so long. Because we think. Uh, look at this. Reassure me of your promise. Yeah? Don't make to those what? Yes. Then verse 39 says, Help me abandon my shameful words. My shameful words for your regulations are good. Are good. <laughs> I think I should stop today. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say, yeah, what I'm trying to say, that God is the one who is in charge of our Christian life. He maintains our Christian life. The problem, we get into problems when we try to do these things. For example, when you try to psych yourself out of fear. You try to psych yourself out of depression. You try to, instead of asking the Lord to do it for you. And it is usually fast. That's it fast. So, and yes, then um, I want us to again go back to verse... 77 in the same chapter. He says, Surround me. Who knows this, the song? I think he must have uh, weep no more. Be sad no more. Surround me with your tender masses so I may live. Prayers, eh? yeah, prayers. So, um, then, um, some I was still my Bible is still open to someone. I would say the wicked are are like chaff. God doesn't want us to be chaff. When the wind blows, the tree can only bend. Okay, but the chaff is blown. Yeah, the chaff is blown off. Okay. So, can we go to Ephesians chapter 3? That was a meditation in the Psalms. Um, 
it is a prison letter that I want to go through. Some people can go through meaningless things. This is a prison letter. But Apollo was, uh, okay, they give you a recount, eh? but it is so dead. He was now, I actually hear, it is around Acts chapter 9, chapter 19, when he, he wrote this, where they have the whole council of God. But they give you things which are so, then they forget to discuss the real subject material. You know? Go down. Okay. Uh, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now, you are against an onslaught. You get there is something that is pushing against you passively, whether you like it or not. Something is pushing against you what? Passively. If you want to know that there is something pushing against you passively, spend uh, 30 minutes silently waiting on the Lord. <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah. Then you you come up when you're lighter. That's when you'll notice that something has been doing what? Pushing against you passively. So we have two realms. We have the lordship of sin and the lordship of prejudice. You know, they cannot just pray for you and you come out. There has to be instruction. You ha- there has to be prayer on your part. You have to give yourself to these things. Somebody cannot do it for you. It doesn't come by osmosis. It doesn't come by osmosis. So, um, I pray that from his glorious, what? Unlimited, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his what? Through his strength. Through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a nice guy, you know, waiting for you to ask him to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Then, you see what happens. Then, then, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Not as you go to the mountain and spend it in prayer. As you trust in him. Then, then he says, then your roots will go down into God's love. You get? Into God's love and keeping you strong. And, and you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be complete with what? With the fullness of life and power that comes from God. An understanding of God's love, which results in the experience of the full life of, of God and his power. Dash to Jude chapter 1. It has only one chapter. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts. They follow their what? Natural instincts. 
because they do not have God's spirit in them. They, yes, they are self-willed. They depend on their natural selves. They are self-sufficient. Okay? Okay? Then he says, but you, but who? But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Spirit. Look and await. You, you, do you see that? The difference between waiting and attempting. And await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. Now, it is not telling you when you die. It is telling you in your present because you know eternal life is the experience of Jesus Christ in the now. Who will bring you eternal life? You cannot initiate the spiritual life. So he's contrasting people, two, two kinds of people. Those who live by their energy and those who, who trust the Lord, wait for his mercy to have mercy upon you. As a uh, John, the reason I don't stay you know the cafe, yeah. the world. The, yeah? mm. yeah? the reason I don't take it is because God has mercy. It's not that I'm better than those guys who no, no. yeah, who's just you, you, you're walking in more mercy than they are. Yes, that's the only thing. If you see a drunk falling in the ground, that kind of understanding brings out the compassion that this person eh, needs to experience the mercy that God has had on you. You remember the Gadarene who had who used to scratch himself with uh, with with stones and he even had sleepless nights. Do you know that we are the demoniac gatherings? Eh? We are the demoniac gatherings. Until Jesus came and he said he had mercy on him. And some people, when God has mercy on them, they quickly forget. Eh? They quickly forget that it is about God's mercy. In this way, you will keep yourself safe. In what? In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. Verse 23 has a, 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 a interpretation is not nice. Hating the sins that contaminate their lives. It is not. The, the other versions have it put it in another way. Um, should I go there? Is it disturbing you? Is it disturbing you? Let's read, Let's read another version and you look at it. Verse 23. Hating the garment spotted by the flesh. The flesh doesn't mean sins, it means natural goodness. Your natural goodness. The works of the flesh are evident. Hmm? The result of our, us at our best is the least. It is not describing the worst Christian among us, it is describing the worst best among us. So you can cross out that. Um, um, now all glory to God uh, who is able to keep you from falling out. I used to interpret that who is able to keep you from sinning. It, it is referring to teaching, yeah? the context of teaching. 
falling away from grace and and you, you go into apostasy. Who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with that is the attitude, will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence. Uh, without a single point. I think this has present ramifications and future. Yeah. I used to see it as future, but also uh, a pre present part ramifications for for, for now. For now. Um, um, can we read verse 23 again in another version? Verse 23 of Jude. Verse 23 of Jude. Uh, and others saved with fear pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by what? By the flesh. It, it shows you, it shows you how uh, you to look at your spring. Yeah? That is the attitude you should have toward your what? Your strength. Because Paul says there is nothing good in our what? In our flesh. Our flesh can only bring, bring us what? Trouble. Now, you see the thing is, the thing is, yeah, from the verses we have, we have collected, you cannot walk into that kind of life. Huh? Someone just praying for you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you have, there has to be an active waiting for you. There has to be a recognition of his power. You have to, to, to ask him. Now, finally, I'm going to read for you the promises in Ezekiel, and then God will show you your part. Your part. It is Ezekiel, what? 14, 16. 47, 16. 47, 16. Uh, <coughs> you type in the You type in... Um, promises mm. and I'll put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey and you will live in Israel I will cleanse you of your filthy behavior have you heard that? I will give you good crops of grain and I will send no more things on the land I will give you great harvest then you will remember your past sins and inspire yourself all the detestable things 
but remember, I'm not doing this because you deserve it. Okay? For my population, it should be artificial. Populate the cities, the fields, bring you back. Ah, no, Pastor, they said that's what I was waiting for. This is your part. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Eh? I am ready to hear Israel's prayers and to increase their numbers like a flock. Now, you, you go to questions. Um, that says that was, I will yet for this before by the house to do it for yeah. to do it for yeah. yeah he's waiting for you to ask you to ask him to do it for you yes that is your part because he's not going to do for you anything there are some things which God is not going to do it for you you need to what crank up yourself Fire up your engine. Mm. Okay. Do you see the version? Mm. He wants to do it for us. He wants to do it for us. So once again, I will yield to Israel's plea and do this for. Yeah. So it's like um, the covenant, the new covenant is heavy, unconditional. Mm. But he waits for us to ask, mm. to ask him to do it for us. Because you see, he has been repeating himself. Mm. I'm not doing it because you deserve it. Mm. He doesn't want us to take credit. Mm. In this asking, we are recognizing that we can't call it. Mm. In thanksgiving, you're receiving a gift. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why the Greek word for thanksgiving is not eulogy, good speaking. It is eucharist. Whereby you know charis means undeserved favor. Yeah. Interesting. Thanksgiving is eucharist, not eulogy. Yeah. So it is a Christian who is receiving God's grace. Is a Christian who is giving the sacrifice of of thanksgiving. Because why? Because your circumstances are saying otherwise. They are so contradictory. That's why they call it the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So that should be the lifestyle. We should encourage um, ourselves to encourage each other to into that path. we should also encourage ourselves to depend on the Lord, not to depend on ourselves, to look to Christ. That's the, that is uh, the sign of a good community, pointing you away from your strengths, your energy, everything of yourself, and pointing you to who? To Christ as being everything to you. Because you will be burnt if we point you to elsewhere. You start looking for, you start locating success elsewhere, and then you will be found. You know? Yeah, so. There's a, a, a small line in the tree there that I find. We were told before, you know, the more that we pray, for them to inquire this. Uh, 
My daughter is this. What is then after that, you say thank you, and he moves off. <laughs> Not waiting to hear, to ask, to hear from what you have to say. And this is what the man of God said. That is so mean. Even unbelievers don't do that. But you find in Christians, Christians, you're not doing it. But he was saying, ultimately, that's how we are when it comes to prayer. We come and so, we say so many things. And we never wait for him to speak to us and we move and we move away. Oh, even we speak so much of the things that he already knows. Yeah. Why not come and sit before him and you wait and say, Lord, aren't you to do aren't you to minister to my heart? And you quietly wait in his presence. You see? So prayer. Devote yourself. And they say devote yourselves to prayer. Why? Because you're weak. Yeah. Some people use prayer as an instrument of self-righteousness. But prayer is an instrument to deliver you from what? Self-righteousness. Andrew Womack says that quite sarcastically. He says, you know, prayer is not telling poor, uninformed God 
Yes. What's going on on planet Earth? Every day. And I go, I need to tell you, my wife was wearing a very short skirt. <laughs> what am I going to do? And God says, well, Donald, I'm glad you told me that because I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. What would I have done if you hadn't told me? Oh, and then God brings his finger and says, yeah. You know these kind of guys who say, Oh God, if you don't come more rain in heaven, come down. <laughs> if you don't, that's, that's yeah. the way we used to pray. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> and come down. Yes. Is that they cried the miracles every And then of course God would <laughs> be panicking, looking down and, and waiting. Oh my God, this if I don't I come down, this guy is going to come up here <laughs> and get <laughs> 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 What does work? Oh, rain the heavens. Yes. Right. If God yes, doesn't come down, but it, it was I'll go and pull him down. Well, I don't even know where we got it because really, I don't think it, we just had this compass mentality of prayer. Yes, that we took on to church and then we. It was really very complex. Because I remember we used to pray every Friday night, every single Friday yeah. night. And when I went to LDC, I barely had time to do my assignments. Yeah. And really, I just passed by the hand of God. Because I wasn't reading. I was yeah. praying every Friday night. Every Saturday I'll be at church. Every Sunday I'll be at church. Now, that's the time when we used to do what we call individual assignments. Yeah. Which is like 40% of our mark. Yeah. And I would be doing that every Sunday night, come Monday morning. So I wouldn't when sleep you were Sunday too tired night. To do it and yet Friday really. night I wouldn't sleep because I had overnight prayer. And mm. I had to be there in the church. I was told I had to be there. But the, the, but the end of the day, it didn't really do you any good, did it? No. In fact, actually, it probably did you harm by not It really did me harm. Yeah. I did pass LDC, but it did me harm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a miracle that you actually got through. Yeah. So I, I think um, the reason why he says devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind. Mm. And the part of an alert mind is you being alert to what the Father is saying back to you. Yeah, yeah. In time to your prayer. Mm. And, uh, and a thankful heart. And a thankful heart. That's, that's very difficult. In my life, I've realized uh, it's hard for me to give thanks. Mm. Yeah, I think it's very difficult to give thanks. You know, just go before God and give thanks for, for the air, for the food, for the, you know, yeah. everything. Like, yeah. It's a good thing to get. It's a good habit to give thanks. Yeah. Even if it's small figures. Mm. Watching. What does the other version say? Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Continue being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Uh, it has to do with being watchful in it, as you have said. You know? And uh, to, to uh, being watchful so that you don't. Do you know how prayerless we are? We should ask the Lord to you know help us, to, to give us the light, to, 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 to pray. 
not just only talk about it. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it. You see, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Because you know the attitude of thanksgiving is an attitude of receiving. Yeah, in receiving it's not what you in prayer is not what you actually what God is going to give you, but what you receive. In prayer we do receive. We do receive. Someone actually texted me this week and they, they they come across that verse where Jesus said, Go into your closet and pray beside the door. And the woman said to me, I think it was one, she said, Is this for real? Is this is this what? I said, Yes. I said that Christianity isn't about screaming at God, totally God and demons in church. I said it's about a relationship that you personally have with it. And spending quality time with God. You, can, you need to do that on your own. Because really, if you, if you look back, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm sure you agree with me. If you had spent an hour in the Bible and in prayer quietly on a Friday Saturday, and devoted the rest of your time to what you were supposed to be doing, what you were spending a lot of money on, actually you've been a bad steward if you're going through something like LDC or, or college and you're not doing it properly, then you're not being a good steward. I'm sure that would be better for you, wouldn't it? It's this, this sort of like, you know, you have to be in church on Fridays, you have to pray all night, you have to... Um, the only positive thing about it is that I really can never go back to that place. Mm, yeah. Because I experienced it and I know that it doesn't work. Now, another thing about devoting yourselves to prayer, you may, have, you may be mixed up in a lot of activities, especially as food work, eh? It is a busy lifestyle, but He's saying we wash in it, we could pray in, in a busy lifestyle. We could pray in the busy lifestyle. It's a matter of knowing the fact of his presence versus the sense. There are some people who wait for the sense of his presence. Bobby, Bobby. Um, no. But the God is always there. We can devote watching there in it with the next church of Thanksgiving. The reason we gather on we come for such a mission is to spur us on, to encourage us to, uh, so that we are not hurting by the deceitfulness of sin. You know the deceitfulness of sin is not like the activity of sin. It is the self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency is the problem. I mean, the, ver the very first sin was that, wasn't it? Yeah, self-sufficiency. Don't, don't, don't yeah. eat that fruit. Yeah. That was the first, but it's right. Yeah, if we do this, we'll know good and evil, we'll be like God, so we can be self-sufficient. Yeah. Trying to be to do good in your own strength. So that you know that one strengthens your flesh. It does strengthens your flesh and hardens your heart. And uh, is it Hebrews chapter three? That will be the last verse. Ooh. Okay. Hebrews chapter 3 verse uh, 5. Uh -huh, it's here. Good, huh? Oh, oh. Okay, down, first of all. Uh -huh, Be careful then 
dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving. You know, okay, you see this version is the way it is, the way it's putting the pattern in you, eh? Can you be dark as you That you, your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from what? The living God. Don't read that alone. Go to the next one. Verse, you must warn each other every day. We must what? Warn each other. each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. So sin hardens the heart. Not the activity of sin, towards the context of this sin yeah. is self-sufficiency. Verse 14 yeah. says, For if we are faithful to the end, trust in God. Just, you see, now I want to want yeah. If we are faithful to the end, trust in God, just as family, as when we first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. That's a very beautiful verse. If we are for if we are faithful to the end, I want you to, to the other two please be there. Is this for our partakers of Christ? If we hold on, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, if you get it, mm. you get it. Mm. so the steadfast of our confidence is if we trust that there is um, um, he calls it steadfast eh? because he knows there will be challenges for you to 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 let go. This thing is not working. If you endure to the end, the goal is to be saved from what? From the nature of sin, trusting yourself and depending on yourself. The NKJV. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to, yes, to the end. You see, you can cross out the version, you can cross out this version. So, uh, and who, um, why would we have? See, um, yeah. even if you look at that Sunday, it made God angry for 40 years mm-hmm. because people were sinned. But actually, the sin that made God angry is the fact that they didn't trust him. Because yeah. he said, go into the promised land. And these guys are saying, well, we just walked across a sea, the bottom of it. We just saw God do 10 plagues. And kill the firstborn of the Israelites, uh, of, of the Egyptians, and save us. We've just seen all that God, but we're not trusting you to go into this land in with the battles. Yeah. So that was the sin. The sin was unbelief, exactly. wasn't it? It was no God. We, we, we've seen you do all these things, but we're not trusting you on this one. Basically, wasn't it? Exactly. Joshua and Caleb can trust you, but we're not. Yeah. So you, you 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 can see this. You can see. Uh, that uh, 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 that so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened. Yeah, so there's hardened. You can be hardened. If you're not having a healthy diet of the gospel, you're hardened. And this, that's what I was to, talking to you. And it ever happens imperceptibly. Like, by the time you wake up, eh, you find yourself... Eh, you get it happened ever so slowly, and then for us we think we can just recover just by the prayer. 
You get it? Eh? Yet it takes time for God to work in our hearts to untangle us from that thing so that the life can begin flowing again. Yeah. So now as is our tradition, we all us shall boils down to the bread and wine to remind us of his death. Remind us of his Eating dirty, eating dirty, eating dirty, eating dirty. Mm. You make yourself sick. You make yourself sick, and then they'll have to give you an injection. Yeah, another antibiotic. Once it goes on the floor, leave it there. And Daddy will sweep it up and throw it out for Mother. Don't eat off the floor. Something like grace. Something like grace. So that we know that we are really. Yeah, so, so all these things are pointing to faith. This is